We are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because people on Facebook, you get so pretentious and you think I don't know what I'm talking about. And then you find out, yeah, I do because I've talked about this before. Nice try, though. Nice try. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I remain a host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble all over the place. S-H-U-J-I-N. Welcome down to the place. Let me go ahead and introduce you to uh, who we've got, because um, we don't know if we're going to get everybody. Not quite sure what the hell's going on. Top left-hand corner of Bingo Card of North America, outside of Calgary, inside of Calgary, around Calgary. You're not quite that bit fat. You're not around Calgary. Never mind. <laughs> Evening, Dallin. Dude. I'm thinking of Don Wilson. I'm sorry. No, I'm thinking decaf for you, my friend. I already had. He's drinking Tang. Yes, I am. For anybody that's wondering, yes, the big tumbler of Tang is upon. I got to watch. I, you know, I was just looking in the camera and I'm just like, is that tilted? That's tilted a little bit too uncomfortably. I don't think that's a good idea. (laughs) Anyways, yes. Good evening. All right, uh, south and uh, just off to the right a little bit from there, Midwest of the U.S. Good evening, Bridget. Good evening. And outside of, uh, <laughs> is, is anybody uh, walking around with big giant signs that say Mueller 2020? <laughs> oh, my God. No, no, no. I don't see anything of the sort around here. I tend to walk around with like horse blinders on now staring directly at the ground in front of my feet so I don't, uh, you know, I don't fall into the potholes around here. Actually, I was going to say it's probably a good thing you do that because um, I'd be worried if you're making eye contact with anybody in a suit down in that place right now because chances are you might get arrested by the FBI. Well, you know, it's... You know, and and you'll be pulled in to see if you know anything about the Russia investigation. Uh, comrade, I know nothing. <laughs> Please, please, you must, you must speak from from the. Nah, never mind. That's <laughs> it. It's a wonderful thing we are doing tonight. It it is never to be minding about that. On tonight's Russian special Russian episode, we will yeah. determine where all our Patreon uh, followers are from. Uh, <laughs> oh, we have none. We're good. We're kosher. Well, all right. Well, no, wait, no, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> There is one person that went ahead and donated $20 to us a while ago just to donate $20. And to you, thank you. You may not think that it's you you may not think that it's a lot, but the fact that you did it in the first place, thank you. Seriously. Well, the thing is is you're seeing it as $20. The person who donated is seeing as 10 installments of two bucks. Yeah, no, it was it was one twenty dollar. Thing so because you know we are a news provider. Anybody else see better off dead? Come on, <laughs> no, no, two dollars, no, no, no. two dollars. Yeah, I, I know, I know, I know. Oh, French. Tell so us. that was that was oh god, oh. <laughs> oh, the French fries. You know, in high school, we used to have um, actually, this wasn't even high school, this was grade school. Yes, I'm dating myself again. But screw y'all. Um, we would actually have sort of movie afternoons at school. 
sponsored the teachers actually sponsored it. It was a way to kind of you know blow off steam or whatever. It was springtime. Maybe we didn't really care too much about work. Um, and it was English class too, which you know, whatever. And I think I've seen better off dead uh three times as a result of that. And it took me until after graduation to realize who John Cusack really was. And then I go back and see no, I went to went back and saw that movie again. I was like, God damn it, that was awesome. <laughs> mm. Uh, that and um, that's the one where he's an assassin. Oh, gross oh. point blank. Gross yes. point blank. That I've is seen one that one once, but I want to see it again. Favorite John Cusack movies. Yeah, I want to see that one again. That and Serendipity. I haven't seen that one. It's it's a chick flick ish, but there's enough comedy in it to really make you laugh. Besides, I'm man enough. I have the beard enough to say that I can enjoy a decent chick flick. I'm not talking about that crap like the Notebook. No, no, well, no. See, that that is just pure crap. No, no, no. Keyword decent. Yes, I'm the same yes. way. Believe me, I saw a lot of chick flicks and rom coms when uh, my name and um, happily married could actually be used in the same sentence without the word not. Um, but no, nowadays it's usually. Uh, Science fiction, creature features, and oh god, what have I done with my life? It could well, be worse. Significant other doesn't handle um, scary movies well. Anything with a jump scare or anything that is uh, supernatural, paranormal, like uh, not paranormal, like ooh, the ghost. It's kind of spookyish. No, no, no. This is the ghost that will rip your lungs out, turn you inside out, and possess your child that kind oh, of that yeah. yeah she can't handle it her imagination is just i have a vivid, vivid imagination she puts mine to shame i was getting worried so, there the, w- the way that you were saying that i was getting worried that you were going to continue on with that and it was going to be a vivisectional imagination and i was really worried where you were no 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 vivisectional vac- uh, imaginations are where you accidentally give yourself a lobotomy yeah, Usually, no. if somebody is like that, they wind up in politics running for president. Okay. You and your girlfriend start scratching the concepts down. Give them to me. Let me see if I can put some kind of a literary spin on it. We could make it. work for Scott Sigler. Nothing to lose. Hello, Reddit. You have received your new writing prompt. Have at it. Yeah. Oh hell no, hell no! Red Red is not getting a. They're not getting a finger on this one. Oh no, I I, I actually do enjoy uh, writing prompts. The subreddit, um, some of those have actually turned into really good novels. I'm gonna have to check that out one of these days. Mm-hmm. It's it's really great because um, yeah. there are plenty of people out there that have. Oh, I have this great concept for a book, but I have no idea where to go with it. Go to writing prompts. Put your idea out there. See if somebody rolls with it. Some people have done the uh, Amazon has basically an instant book system where you have to uh, basically produce enough pages that they will actually have it become a printed book. Um, Mm. But you don't have to go for a printed book either. Uh, There have been several of them that have uh, gone under the wire just enough to get them uh, produced as PDFs. And so I picked up several books um, Mm -hmm. that were based off of stuff in writing prompts for like two bucks each, just reading on my Kindle app. And they were great novels. Well, the plan I'm going for, uh, again, part of of this whole irons on the fire, but you know what? Let's get to that after the freestyle so we can talk about how we blow off steam. Oh yeah. That'd be great. Actually. Go ahead. Kind of dovetails. 
Not, not, a, not tails. A, woo, woo. Don't go, don't. There's too many things going in my head. Yeah, Bridget, we didn't put you to sleep already, did we? Did. <laughs> no. Okay. She's laughing silently in the corner. Yes. This, nobody puts Bridget. I in don't the know these people. <laughs> They've never seen my face. Oh, no, wait. you see, what's going to happen 15 years from now is that uh, the secret blog that Bridget's writing is going to be made public, and the rest of us are going to be like completely publicly humiliated. <laughs> you see, that's her insurance policy against us ever running for public office. <laughs> no. What unrenowned tech does in his spare time? I will never look at Teletubbies the same way ever again. That's going to be oh, right man. where we're going to stop it. Oh, gonna... boy, don't make so, it. We'll get that vodka. I haven't so got thank, my mix yet. Thank <laughs> you all for joining us tonight. And of course, if you're watching live, watching, watching live. You've been having too many funs with ponies there, buddy. No. no I, I told you, I had my coffee ready earlier. I am doing. I. Half an hour before uh, before show, I was done with my coffee. And you know how much sugar that stuff has in it? I'll figure it out later. <laughs> Those of you that are watching live, like I said, thank you very much. Please enjoy using the talkback chat system there, which I did remember to change on my screen, so I'm watching live chat instead of top comment. Why? YouTube, really? Why? It makes no sense while we're doing a lot. Whatever. You know what? Whatever the hell doesn't, doesn't really much matter. And we will go ahead and uh, we'll chat up all this stuff. So, Stephanie, I did see you. In. Hello. Uh, it's close enough. And uh, Trippin, good to see you over there. Uh, I, I kind of got Stephanie earlier. And I, I did the whole even text, you know, hello, the, the Mrs. Doubtfire thing. And I do it better, but I don't. I'm not going to go set my tits on fire. That's that's as far as I'm going to go with that. So some some people know what I'm talking about. Uh, anyway, let me go ahead and get everything rolling over here because uh, I don't know if I will end up getting, um, I don't know if Witchy is going to end up joining us. Probably not at this point, but maybe we'll see what happens. Anyway, let me entertain you. Let me make, I will just get so everything started. Just found it. Sorry, go ahead. I forgot microphone's on. This is what I got. <laughs> I, I've been looking for this. That's all. I got it from my gym. It's one rehearsal. That's all I ask. <laughs> Take two. Wait. That's not gonna no later. I'll explain after. I'll explain after. I promise. All right. All right. All right. So let me get our all rolling over here. So with five minutes on the clock. Five minutes freestyle starts right now. Now, normally I try to keep the freestyles to, you know, something that's actually pertinent, that's kind of a bigger picture kind of thing to give people something to, to kind of chew on and think about and, and see what comes of it. And a lot of times I really get at the end of it all and I kind of wonder, did I really get my point across? Did, did I did I connect all the pieces? Did I, did I sound like some kind of conspiracy theorist kind of guy that's got like all these pieces of red string, but they, they're not really connected to each other. I, I, I always worry about that because, I mean, I try to show that I've got connections with all these things I think about. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Tonight, I am talking about something selfish, and that's not something that I normally do. Every once in a while, I'll talk about stuff that's about me. And, yeah, okay, fine. You know, my show, my rules, you know, whatever. 
you know, for Velvet, I try not to go by that. But it's selfish this time, and it, I will admit it so. As of the recording of tonight's show, we have let a little bit less than one week before the ride for Roswell happens, which is the fundraiser for the Roswell Park Cancer Institute here in Buffalo. And for the last, God, has it been 10 years? Yeah, I've been doing the fundraiser uh, from Second Life, which has been really cool to realize that, you know, we've been doing that. I don't remember how many years I've been doing that 36-hour radio stream marathon, but even so. But this is uh, this is the last push, because I'm going to be cashing out whatever money that I've got from Second Life Wednesday night after I get done with my uh, my radio stream, the 80s show. As of the last check into it, I've got a, I've got over five hundred dollars USD in that account, and I'm very happy for that. I'm always very thrilled whenever we come up with. And as much as people think that it's a, a crappy expression, every every last penny. And I know a lot of places don't use pennies, but I don't care how much it is because. Every last penny is a little bit more that they didn't have before to put towards cancer research, to help people to subsidize part of their treatments, if at all possible, to try to make the world suck less. You know, and how great is that? It's not something that we can always say that, you know, we do on a, on a day-to-day basis. You know, as Colossus reminds us, you know, five or six moments in a lifetime is all it takes to be a hero. Uh, yeah, I watched Deadpool 2 recently. Shut up. But this is something that happens every year. About the same time of year. At the end of June. I know for well it's something that I can concentrate on. And I concentrate very hard on it. From May 22nd, the date that my wife passed, all the way to the end of June, where I actually get to say, I want your money now. And it's not even for me. It's for the people that have to go through this shit. It's for the families that have to try so hard to help a family member who eventually can't walk because they have not been able to eat and bring in enough nutrients because the treatments have been absolutely devastating their brain chemistry because they don't want to eat even though they need to. You don't have families that have to go through what we did. You don't have nine-year-old kids sitting in a radiation machine for half an hour at a clip on a Saturday so that they don't die. Am I trying to pull the heartstrings at you? Yeah. Because I want you to realize how important this thing is to me. The reason why I wear this cap 
It's not just because I want to go ahead and tell all the people with the red hats that they're screwballs. Because I want to do something worthwhile. I want to do something that's going to help people. Even if they will never know I exist. It's episode 215 on the docket, Your Honor. Take five, guys. We've had more than our fair share of crap stories that we've talked about. We've had enough serious stuff, serious topics, and stuff in the news has just been a constant cycle of WTF, mate. Seriously, <laughs> for, for way, way too long. Oh, believe me, I can... Um, Dude, I live in Maryland. Yeah, I... On Sundays, of course, you know, I do my own show on Second Life. And recently I've brought back that segment that I was known for on Friday nights back in the day, the old WTF news segment. It's really hard these days to find the funny these days. I go to one particular, uh, it's actually, (laughs) believe it or not, it's a subreddit um, called Stupid News. Um, no, and they aggregate a lot of stuff and at least it's not fake news. Well, and to its credit, I know of at least two other podcasts, possibly three that also draw from this source. How do I know this? Because the night after the, the day after I've posted this, uh, the, these, uh, news stories, a particular YouTube stream that I watch usually has one or two of the same. And I just finished listening to a podcast I haven't listened to in a long time on Friday. And they were using one that I'd used last week. So either we're all drawing from the same source or, you know, it's a happy coincidence. But that well is starting to dry up because a lot of what I'm seeing these days is a lot of stuff that to me breaks the three rules of DJing and Second Life. The three things you never talk about. Politics, religion, current events. Oh, Okay, yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I was thinking of something else. Never mind. It's, yeah. Anyway. But no, I, I, I got you. And um, funny enough, on that angle, you remember when I used to be doing the uh, uh, the um, flashback newscast once upon oh. a time ago? Yeah, I think I did a couple of bumpers for that back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it turns out, uh, I, and I didn't realize it at the time, mm-hmm. the way that I would figure out what was going on for the week in history that was exactly the same kind of stuff that it was exactly the readout that George Robb was using for his stuff for his podcast. The history chunk. Yeah. Yep. But I mean, so, that's a good thing. I, I honestly think that means that, um, you know, if you got one or two extra people on different shows doing that, then you must be doing something right. Or you're all doing something tragically wrong, but at least you're in good company. Or you could be doing something tragically hip. Speaking of which, Joey has just joined us over. Morning, Joey. I know he's there. As I was saying, I've never heard my name quite so emphasized and elongated, but hey, whatever works for you. I figured it was a matter of just give you a couple of extra moments to try to grab that switch. Mm. But anyway, good to know that you're over here. Anyway, um, so the guys over there are uh, chatting it up already. So I will I'll be addressing only just briefly. I'll explain when we get over to it, but 
you, you'll figure it out in a minute. But um, normally speaking, of course, uh, we'd have Heretic Woman over here to have a, a real quick update as far as to what's been going on with Rafe Badawi. Uh, don't know where she is at the moment. Last I saw, a couple hours ago, she was at home. I'm guessing she's probably just asleep, so whatever. And if you're not asleep, um, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. <laughs> Screw you too. Uh, but anyway, um, unfortunately, I don't have any new news as far as to what's been going on with Rafe. Um, the last we'd heard, of course, was that there may actually be serious. I know, I know, I know. Don't, I know. Serious rumblings from the crown, uh, the crown prince, Drear Pusin. I'm doing good tonight. So, the possibility of a of clemency, you know, we're still waiting to figure, to find out. However, I did put the dates through the time machine system to find out what the actual exact dates are because every once in a while I, you know, normally between shows, I just add it up in my head and, and change the number. As of the recording of tonight's show, it is now six years to the day Damn. that Rafe Badawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crime. And our hopes and our thoughts are still with you and your family. We're still waiting. So, like I said, the guys over in the live chat have been uh, chatting it up and uh, tripping. First off, my hugs for you. And had also said, quoting him, funny how Fox is now saying, quote, Real news, honest opinion, unquote. Yeah. Well, oh, okay. To, to be fair with the whole honest opinion thing, I mean, if if that's what they really think, even if it is an utter load of bullcrap, they're not technically lying. Well, that depends. Some of these people uh, may actually have a conscience and may only be saying what they're told to say because they want the money. Gee, where have we heard that one before? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a couple of atheist priests that are still practicing because they don't know how to do anything else. Timone. Yeah. So, um, as far as that's concerned, I will go ahead and I will say something that may be a slightly unpopular opinion, but it is my position on it. The old expression, of course, is even a broken clock is correct twice a day. It is possible, however, unsightly in their own eyes, that they actually report accurate information. I will not say truthful. I will say accurate. Because you guys know for well, I don't like the capital T truth word, because that has way too much baggage that goes along with it. I would much rather have capital F facts. Facts. And there are a couple who apparently do exactly that. They report correctly. Now, 
as with everything, don't trust any one singular source, no matter which group it is. Always aggregate as best you can. CNN, NBC, CBC, um, MSNBC, NPR, PDQ. I don't care what that, just as many BBC, did I get BBC? Fuck, I don't no, care. But I got you. Yeah. Hit them all. Al Jazeera, for crying out loud, is actually good reporting outside of the Middle East. In, in the U.S., they actually do good reporting for the most part. Every once in a while, you got to be a little concerning about, you know, who's saying what. But just remember that an opinion post is an opinion post. That's really simple. Yep. Some sites are really good at actually pointing out when they've posted an opinion-based article versus one that is a factual-based article, such as, okay, this building over here, it's known that there was a fire, it's known to occur at such and such time, such and such day, and that the response was, yeah, yada, yada, yada. Whereas an opinion piece might say, we feel that, you know, this is was done by so-and-so or the group or local group of hooligans and this, that, here, because there's no proof. So yeah. an opinion article is something that's relying on maybe hearsay or speculation or yeah. just feelings, you know? Well, the biggest problem these days is that so much of what you see online on, you know, so-called journalist websites, mm-hmm. you know, and even some of the more notor- no- notable ones, blah, 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 like, New York Times, um, Financial Post, Globe and Mail, uh, National Post, although I use that one kind of loosely. That's a that's a rag we've got up here in Canada. Uh, and I say rag because yeah, I've uh, it's, it's fine. Uh, no, I've I got like a free one year subscription to that uh, thing for a while there, and it basically turned into uh, Ezra Levant's soapbox. Uh, Rebel Media, just put it that way. Anyways, um. But the thing is, a lot of these sites and a lot of the articles that you start hearing about these days, a lot of stuff you see posted on social media are all just gigantic op-eds. It's hard to actually find a story that isn't an op-ed. And there's, um, on some of the ones on television, they'll blend some of this stuff together. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I noticed in one of the, uh, Channel, one of the channels, not channels on television here, somebody had caught a snippet of a channel over in the United Kingdom where between two, during it, and I will admit, it doesn't matter what country you're in, daytime talk sucks. Yeah. So in between two pieces of news, um, some women had gotten together and were talking about, well, does Father Day, Father's Day really need to be acknowledged anymore? Uh, yeah, one of those. Oh, but, I know. And, I know. And, see, and, and that's a case of opinion. That's not, hey, there's a fact. There's a movement going around to try to get abolished Father's Day, and here's a good reason why it should happen. No, no, these are women. These were people. Forget whether what gender they were. It doesn't really matter. What matters is, is that they were talking about the concept of doing something. And they weren't doing it as a news piece. They were doing it as, as an opinion piece. Yeah. And there's a lot of stations where they don't go, okay, news piece, opinion piece, news piece, opinion piece. Just like you were saying with the journalists on the websites, 
they do it on the television too. Yeah. Oh, I remember a time on the news channel, you saw news. Opinion piece? <laughs> no. It might be the well, ending comments at the complete end of the whole yeah. whole run. Rex they Murphy. Might... Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Rex Murphy. Um was his name? Andy Rooney, CB of uh, 60 Minutes. Uh he used to do like he did the edit. Wasn't an op-ed, it was the editorial. Right. Of course, now they call it op-ed because, you know, it's opinionated editorial. Um, but the editorial still had a lot of thought behind it. It wasn't um, a knee-jerk reaction to all the news that just happened. Oh, yeah. It was something that was designed to not only kind of tie everything together, but also to make you think about it. Yeah. But, you know, one of the things that really grinds my gears, and I haven't seen it happen recently. Yeah, I know. You know what really grinds my gears? Um, Thank what you. Really gets me is you see these so-called viral videos of something. And it could be like maybe 45 seconds to five minutes worth of something. And everybody and their dog jumps all over it and they rip it apart like lions on a, on a deer. Okay. And then two weeks later, the leading three minutes of the video is released and the context of the whole thing shifts to the point where everybody, and I mean, everybody ends up with their foot in their mouth. This is what kills me about so-called journalism these days is that it's all knee jerk and it's all flash value. And then Two weeks later, the uh, the rest of the facts come out, and what do we hear? We either hear dead silence, or they go the KFC route and try to double down on it. So, and the, the people that double down are well, they're made to look like even bigger fools than they are because now, in the face of you know the facts that basically contradict everything they've said. These guys are more dishonest than most religious apologetics I've talked with. Okay, so right on into that. Let me go ahead and use this. Since we're basically going to talk about stuff that helps us to decompress after all this stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and and trust me, this is going to be worthwhile. Uh, by the way, over on uh, over in the chat, uh, Trippin, without the fairness doctrine, news is in the entertainment category. Um, yes, except the problem with that was the fairness doctrine basically said you had to have a dissenting opinion. And just because you've got a dissenting opinion doesn't mean that it's right. I lean you over to somebody that wants to end up talking about global warming, for instance. Or if somebody said that they want to come on and rebut NASA's allegation that the Earth is an obloid spheroid. Uh, like the guys who say that the, the Earth is actually a donut with a star at its center. And people who live several hundred years old and stand 15 foot tall in, in a garden with apples the size of your head. You know, whatever. It, it's, that's a whole other thing. But one of the things that I end up doing. Yes, I play some games every once in a while. It depends <laughs> on what it is. Believe it or not, I actually do pull out Solitaire once in a while. Because uh, Minecraft, mm -hmm. you know, Feed the Beast, because I, I keep doing that. Um, 
I still, I still, I still hate the nether. I still hate the nether. Anyway, but one of the things that I end up having fun with, and you guys know for well because I've talked about it on many occasions, I have fun with people who turn out to be my new best friends. Now, I'm putting up on the screen for all of you folks, not the discussion that I was having, because I don't want to try to figure a way of blocking out individual names, because I'm not going to. But I did screen cap everything that I ended up talking about. But someone that I know forwarded along this, this picture. For those of you that are listening, it was a picture that was posted uh, June 14th. It is a picture of a gentleman in a green shirt that says on the back of it, New York Jets. Which, by the way, apparently from what I've been able to find out, you cannot buy this from the Jets. I don't know where where this guy got it, but whatever. On the back side of it, it says, and it's a little hard to make out because the way that it is, I stand for the national anthem. The gentleman is reclining. This is probably the best way of putting it. Sitting on what appears to be an American flag, or at the very least, some kind of a, perhaps a towel, using it as a a, a one-person beach blanket kind of thing. And the context that went along with it, the, the big caption that went along with it, was, guy wearing I stand for the national anthem shirt uses the U.S. flag like a picnic blanket. Now, um, let me tell you why this is the kind of thing that I get fun out of. I end up having fun when people go ahead and this kind of loops into some of the stuff that I ended up talking about at the at the opening of the show. I end up having some people who are apparently all kinds of get up in your face. So I had somebody who was very unhappy about this. And the discussion started to get into the U.S. code regarding desecration of the flag or respect for the flag. Mm -hmm. Now, for those of you that are wondering, that is U.S. Code 4, Chapter 1, Subsection 8. Yes, I I had to, I, I kind of have it in my head now to try to remember this stuff. Kind of like Ezekiel... Uh, donkey sperm, whatever. I don't care what, what chapter <laughs> verse it is. Ezekiel 2517? No, it's 2320. <laughs> Bridget, it scares me that you remember that. <laughs> it's more scary that all I have to do is say, yeah, um, donkey sperm in the Bible. I got that one for you. <laughs> I thought I was the weird pervert f- furry in the group, man. Hey, but you know what? You know what? You know what? You got these people. Um, Actually, um, Bridget, I'm sorry. I'm just, I just have to say, Bridget, I think we're thinking of two different things. I'm thinking of Pulp Fiction. Oh. Oh. Ezekiel, Ezekiel 25, 17. Um, that's the one that Samuel Jackson uses before he shoots a person. Yes. Yeah. Ah. Is, it, is that the one that goes, um, have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? Or am I thinking no, of the wrong one? No, no, no. I'm pretty sure that's uh, Nicholson. Uh, 89. Yeah. yeah. So, something <laughs> along those lines. Yeah. Yep, but, fair enough. 
but anyway, no, what I was thinking of is y- you see a lot of these, uh, like when, when an atheist goes like toe to toe with, uh, an apologist and they're able to just, you know, rattle chapter and verse off and actually be able to quote what it is. I've always admired that with people because to be honest, yes, I've, I've read a, a good portion of the Bible, but not enough that I could actually go back and, and be able to spit that stuff out so quickly. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, for well with the, with some of the guys that we know, it just comes up so frequently. It's just kind of burning it into the, yeah, it's, it's, it's almost by rote. And I think we did a show on, on rote a while back. Yeah. So here's, uh, here's, here's the deal. Apparently, uh, said person, I will not say a gender. Some people may be able to find it, but that's a whole other thing. Said person went ahead and had said, do you even know? Because, because I said that the, uh, the desecration rules are unenforceable because they are unenforceable. It's, mm-hmm. There's Supreme court cases on this. So, you know, okay. And the guy had said, you know, do you even know what the code is? And of course me, I'm, I'm sitting back and going, okay, sure. Here, here it is. Chapter, verse, subsection, boom, copy, paste. Yes, I know this. Oh yeah. And it could also be, it doesn't have to be, uh, whichever, whichever item, or it could be this one too. Case could be made for that. And then, and then, they decided to do a big faux pas and move the goalpost. Oh boy. Because they had gone ahead and said, and I, I, I can't tell you exactly what it was because I'm not going to go flipping back through over to it, but they basically said, well, you could be prosecuted under the military Guide. I forget what what there. There's an acronym for it. Uh, UM, UMCJ. UMCJ. And no, if you're not if you're not a member of the military or of a foreign military, uh, you. you would not be. Uh, you would not be uh, held accountable under UCMJ. That is an entirely separate law set that civilians do not have to worry about. Yep. Now, unless now, unless, unless the action in question happens to deal with, uh, treachery or sedition. Okay. Okay. In a, in a time of war. Okay. Well, this guy had also said, um, you know, you, as a civilian, you can't be prosecuted for adultery, but under the, uh, UCMJ, yeah, you can. And I'm thinking to myself, uh, moving the goalposts much? So here's why I had fun with this. And yes, I screen capped everything because I did not trust this some bitch not to go ahead and delete the thread or block me. So here's the picture again. Went ahead and said, well, Maybe this was a veteran, in which case I would not have a problem with him because he answered the call of his country and he went out and did what he was asked to do. 
And maybe he was, wait, 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 wait. Maybe he was wearing the shirt to make a point that he would stand because he would stand for it for people who can't stand, like the fallen comrades. And um, yeah, so let me go ahead and really quickly let people understand. In this photograph, the person in question is not wearing a uniform or easily identifiable markings, ergo would not be obviously military of any kind at this point. The idea that this person is military cannot be substantiated. The idea that there was any kind of physical ailment for this person could not be substantiated. So I went and I did what any good skeptic would do. Snopes to the rescue. And found all the information about it. The guy was at a football game in the third quarter near a bunch of food trucks. Laid out his American flag and sat down in front of some big ass big screen TVs with a bunch of other folks to watch part of the game before he went back inside. The original photographer actually had a write-up that said, this is where we were, this is when it was, this is who was playing, and this is what the guy did. And he said it was a flag. Not a towel, a flag. So I went ahead and had to tell this guy, here's my citated source, and um, guy said it's a flag, and it doesn't really much matter what he's doing with it because um, can't be prosecuted for it. So, um, yeah, uh, you can't substantiate your claim that the guy was a vet. Uh, you're talking about this unsubstantiated claim as if it's uh, fact, which is wrong. Um, all of your arguments have been uh, without merit, and you've been talking about stuff and moving the goalposts. Yeah, what's exactly your problem? And once I posted that, I screen-grabbed the whole damn thing. Because, like I said, this is the kind of person that I don't believe has got enough honor to go ahead and come back later and say, you know what? Fine. You were right. Because I also went snooping on their profile. They've been in the U.S. Army Reserves for 25 years, according to their profile on Facebook. And that's when I said, oh, and by the way, if you were in the armed forces for the U.S., and I think that you are, wouldn't you have taken a little sworn oath that said that you would support the Constitution? Not the cloth, the Constitution. I didn't write this particular part, but as far as I'm concerned, I believe the expression at this point in my best English would be fuck off. Could be, a, it could be Australian. I, I don't know. It could be Australian at that point. I don't care. So, um, Joe, I know I cut you off and I'm sorry. I, I needed to make sure that I got that out, but you want to go ahead and talk about this guy? Um, uh, Pulling out the 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 the, uh, the, the, the point I was going to make is kind of mute at this point. So, 
They'd do it anyway. Well, I was going to say, even if he was a member of the military and was a veteran at this point, uh, it wouldn't matter because minor infractions at UCMJ don't get applied uh, unless... The only thing that can be used against you after you have ETS for UCMJ is if you were committing of a war crime. So, that's, the, um, that's the only thing in the UCMJ that doesn't have like a statute of limitations on it. Basically, this guy was being a douche nozzle. You think? Uh, given that he's a reservist, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm going to refrain <laughs> to comment at this point. <laughs> <laughs> man, talk about read between the lines right there, man. Well, okay, so maybe there's some truth to that whole thing that happened on uh, that 70s show back in the day. Should, should he be doing it uh, as a reservist? Not really, but uh, the, that's between him and his commanding officer, so. Yeah, there you go. So that's what I have some fun with, yeah. racking my brain power to find out, do I still have it? Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. There's something I wanted to bring up here. Um, okay, so it was a flag. I mean, it could have been purchased at, you know, a street vendor for 10 bucks. It could have been purchased at dollar store for five bucks. You know, I'm not sure if there's any kind of, um, uh, I don't want to, I use this term loosely, but I, I don't know if there's any kind of consecration right that suddenly turns a flag into something more than the cloth, if you know what I mean. Uh, no, for the, okay. military, for the military, there is kind of, I mean, we yeah. do have regulations as far as handling the flag and, you know, how it should be treated, how it should be, uh, if it's damaged, how it should be, uh, disposed of. Yeah. But I guess in terms of what I'm saying is that if, you know, if you go to a, if you go to a dollar store, you buy a $2 flag and you burn it. If you, as, uh, if you, as Joe citizen buy a flag and do whatever with it, there's really nothing that can be done to you uh, from a legal sense simply because of all the times that people have done such things and turn around and the Supreme Court declares it, uh, you know what? Freedom of speech. Yeah. But I guess the other thing that I was getting at was there's all this talk about respect for the flag. And okay, I, I agree with that. You know, um, it's a symbol of your country. And if you're, if you are, proud of your country, if you hold your country in high regard, then yeah, seeing that symbol, like when I, uh, when I travel, you know, I, when I see that maple leaf again, you know, I got a feeling that, you know what, I'm home or when I'm traveling abroad and I see somebody with a maple leaf, I'm like, okay, cool. You know, um, you know, that, that, that's the, that, that's, you know, some hosiery, eh? but what I've, one thing I've always found interesting is, um, Okay, uh, I'm going back the way back machine here a little bit, but uh, my ex-wife was part of a uh, group called Party Lights. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. It's like a candle, premium scented candle bullshit. And the other thing you do is these like decorative candle holders. And I'm talking, they can be anything from as simple as, you know, a little pedestal to something in the corner that can burn a five wick candle that lasts about 17 hours. And the candle alone costs about $200. Yeah, I've seen some of those, I think. Yeah, and it and it smells somewhere across between daffodils, defeat, and body odor. They can never quite get the perfumes right. 
But every time we saw these catalogs, they always had a section called Americana. And this is where Old Glory, Stars and Stripes, the pattern is plastered onto everything. And a lot of people say, oh, that, that looks absolutely awesome. Okay, I'm not American, but to me, it just felt tasteless. Tacky? Yeah. Um, exhibit B, Your Honor, if you will. Dog the Bounty Hunter. You remember his wife? Can't remember her name off the top of my head. Never saw anything about this. Okay. Um, she was the kind of physique where if she had a um, upper body wardrobe malfunction, a lot of people would be experiencing a lot of um, joy in their pants. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And one of the things that she always wore was a um, American flag t-shirt. Kind of the same came same concept, the, the Americana style, which is it's not a white shirt with the flag on it. It is like as if the flag became a, a t-shirt and a barely containable one, I might add. Now, again, this I'm, I'm not shaming her, but just that choice of wardrobe. I just find it so strange that you guys have this respect for the flag. And again, I understand where that comes from. Make no mistake. But then in the same sentence, I see all this other stuff where to be, it's almost disrespected. Yeah. I, I, no, I find that very interesting. No, you're, you're exactly right. And uh, by the way, I just pulled it up just because for us code subsection eight respect for the flag Subpart, I sorry, item D. The flag should never be used as wearing apparel. Dot 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 dot. It goes on from there, and, and we don't need it. So yeah, you know what? Yeah, whatever. Shouldn't be used for marketing purposes. It's like you, you, it's 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 the flag. I mean, yeah. there are banana hammocks that are with the design. You, you can't tell me yeah. that people really take this shit seriously. Well, I mean, to be fair, I've seen the Union Jack done the same way. So, I mean, to, well, to be to be fair, um, yeah, we we'll give them a little bit of a handicap over there. I'm just saying. Yeah. Just well, saying. Uh, yeah, but like I said, it, it just seems so strange that you know, you will you will respect the flag, but the guy who's telling you to respect the flag is wearing the flag as a pair of you know underwear. You know, yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. It, this one. This is one of the very many reasons I have yet to quit drinking. <laughs> I'm glad I got my drink right here. Yeah, exactly. I honestly think the uh, the the amount of confusion I'd have over some of these concepts would cause uh, my neurons to like completely seize up. Not to worry, but uh, yeah. In, in in a nutshell, I like finding new special friends on Facebook. People that. Think that they know that all that no no not so much not so much guy you learned two new things today moving the goalposts and that you're not as smart as you think you are and i know i'm not that's why i have google so there you go working from there hmm. google is your friend 
Yes, it usually is, especially when you can corroborate off of things that are like, uh, let's see, a, a .edu website. Especially um, Cornell Law's .edu website. Yeah. You get the idea. Yeah, for, for every piece of bias that's out there, you can find... Facts. Yeah. You just gotta... Is, sometimes you gotta dig a little, that's all. Yeah. So... um. I guess we'll kind of go from there. Joey, we know full well. You and I have, have, uh, when I wait a second, I'm trying to remember you, you were teasing me last night about playing left for dead. Yeah. Yeah. Which was kind of the reason why I, um, I, I made specific reference to it and I may have pissed off witchy bunny. Sorry. No, I'm not, not in the least. So, um, yeah. Kill them up games, you know, destroy pixels, just because it's a good way of blowing off steam. You enjoy that. You enjoy the hell out of that. Oh, most certainly. Flavor of the month for this month is Cross Out. You do, do, go on. I, I don't know anything about this one. Uh, basically, Mad Max Simulator. Hmm. Post-apocalyptic, you build... You build cars, put guns on them, blow each other up. Huh. I just, I just pulled it's up. Good, the... It's good fun. Okay, I'll have to I'll have to see about that. I'll, I'll drop you that get, in the show notes just for that. You one. get be you get to be both creative and destructive at the same time. <laughs> Cross out. Uh, Steam. There it is. Hmm. Free, free to play. Wonderful fun. Let's take a look at this. Yes, I will drop that into the uh, show notes. I'm also dropping it over on the uh, live chat so folks can take a look at that. No, keep that for later. Hmm. Check that out later. Anarchy Online. Uh, Crossout is produced by the guys that made War Thunder, which is a flight simulator. Combat flight simulator, at least that's what it started as, and you know, has developed into all kinds of different uh military style vehicles. And it's it really is a simulator. It doesn't have like with most arcade games, say uh games from uh wargaming, like World of Tanks or World of Warships or whatever. You don't have like hit points or anything like that. Instead, you have, you know critical systems and you know the game determines okay you fired what kind of shell from what a di- from what distance where did it impact how thick is the armor there what angle is it at uh what's behind that armor stuff yeah, like fair, that fair enough um kind of backtracking just a just a couple of moments though like i said uh, yes, about left for dead. yeah about left for dead um We've, um, yeah, Dallin. I'm trying to remember. Did did were you playing with us also that one time with Witchy? I did once, and I don't think you were on it, but I did have a distinct honor. Yeah, I got to play Left for Dead with Matthew Ebel one time. That was kind of neat, except um, it was like my third time ever playing the game, and I was still a little. Uh, I, I had the 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 twitchy 
trigger finger, not itchy, twitchy. In other words, um, if you were standing in front of me and there was a zombie there, I could not guarantee that I would not hit you. And I, um, <laughs> yeah, basically after a while, Matthew just said, you know what? Dallin takes point because <laughs> he shoots anything. <laughs> like, I, I have played once with Matthew Ebel and I don't think he's ever going to trust me with a grenade launcher again. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Left 4 Dead is well, Left 4 Dead 2 is basically a zombie apocalypse kind of thing with you and your team of four people, any number of which could be AIs. The AI director that sends waves of zombies at you is a sadistic bastard. He's a sadistic bastard, is a good way of putting it. It's, it, it's, it is currently powered by uh, HAL 9000. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um, my problem with it is now I, I'm I, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna tease her because I can a little bit. Witchy Buddy has a really really bad habit, or it used to. Uh, it's been a long time since I played of getting the katana <laughs> as soon as it shows up. Oh, mine! Yoink! How about some? You know, fine, 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 fine. My problem is. I'm a sniper. I'm very good at being a sniper. This uh, is not the kind of game that you can be a sniper. I, I'm sorry. You want to repeat that, Shujin? Because I've seen you at work. Um, what? I've seen you work in the sniper rifle before. I'm not sure you can make that claim just matter-of-factly. <laughs> He's calling you out, dude. You know, I've known snipers. Dude. And you, my friend, are no sniper. It's a game. A game. Yes. <laughs> Not one you're particularly good at. You... you we're, we're gonna have, we're gonna have <laughs> words. We're gonna have See, words. In, in, in my preferred game, uh, like in my preferred uh, venue of blowing off steam and taking out frustrations on on everything, um, I acknowledge the fact that I am not a very good player. In fact, I'm quite squishy. But there's compensation. In particular, a bow in the game that when I fire it, it arcs through the air. You know, I, I shot an arrow into the air where it landed. Oh, fuck. I knew where. Because when it hits, it creates a frost dome around a group of people that um, I'm aiming at, which slows them down for about two seconds. Then it detonates and everything inside of it either gets really badly hurt or dies. Unfortunately, if you're close enough to be in the blast radius, uh, you're boned too. <laughs> yeah, you, you learn how to quick swap your weapons to your, your secondary uh, very quickly if you end up in close quarters because you don't want to fire that thing off in close quarters. Not this. Doesn't, doesn't surprise me in the least. Yeah, and for anybody's asking, uh, the bow is called Lens, L-E-N-Z, 
or Z if you're American. And the game is Warframe. You'll see that. Never played it. Oh, um, actually, give me one quick second here, and I will show you something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as as a complete aside, it's been a long time since we played Cards Against Humanity. Yeah. I'm just suddenly realizing we might need yeah. to see that, do that again sometime soon. Yeah. Okay, give me a second here. Uh, where is it? There it is. Always a pleasure. Ain't it, though? Yeah, just here's see, uh, just the chance to see how inhumane your fellow man can be. Yeah. Yeah. That's the bow. That's that, a bow? That, yeah, that, that's me going through my green arrow phase. I, I did them all up green, and then I, I actually posted this picture on my uh, Warframe Clans Discord server uh, with the phrase, you have failed this city underneath it. It looks like a piece of green yeah. Wakandan tech. <laughs> it blows up like Wakandan tech, too. <laughs> it's the weirdest damn thing. Yeah, that's the thing about uh, about the stuff in Warframe is that um, symmetry was not exactly on the menu when they built a lot of the stuff. A lot of it is kind of out there. Um, each of the factions, their guns have very distinct styles. Um, but it's a lot of fun. And the best part, it's all free. There yeah. is, short of certain cosmetic affectations, there's nothing you can't purchase in game that uh, is exclusive. In other words, you don't have to like pay real money to get 99.9% of the stuff. And the, the 0.1% that you have, that you do need to pay for um, it's either a cosmetics or B it has been created by fans. Uh, what's it called? Uh, it's, it's stuff they call Tenogen. You pay real money for it, but it's stuff that uh, users of the game have created for sale. And they actually get, I think it's, uh, they get 70% of the sales profits. But does it actually change the, the, the dynamic of the game itself? Or is it just, again, more cosmetic than anything else? It's all cosmetic. Any, any weapons, um, you, can, you can farm for the pieces. You can... Um, yeah, you, you you can either farm like grind for it, um, or you can you can purchase it with you know the the in game currency or whatever the the platinum. But the thing is, you don't have to. Good. Like these guys, yep. there's a lot of YouTube videos out there saying that you know this is play for or um, free to play done right. It, it's yeah. it's not it's free to play, but it's not pay to win. Mm. Good. Very similar to the game that I was referencing earlier, Crossout. It has a currency system in the game. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you can buy currency uh, like with your credit card or whatever. Yeah. But you can also earn it in the game. And it's not that difficult to earn. Like literally, you the resources that you earn when you're playing the game, just free to play. Mm -hmm. you can, the, the game has a player-controlled market. Yeah, it, it's a it's an open market, and you know players set the prices based on supply and demand, and you can go ahead and you know make make a few. You can earn some resources in the early stages of the game when you've started playing. 
and you just sell them on the market. And, you know, as, as your revenue increases, your capital increases, there's more stuff that's open to you. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. Now there was uh, another one that was posted into the, the group chat for us. And now I get to go ahead and say, Bridget, you put yourself on the spotlight now. Congratulations. <laughs> so what's the one that you went ahead and you, you mentioned over here? So we're talking about games right now. Uh-huh. Ark Survival Evolved. Dinosaurs. Oh, my God. I have played that. <laughs> and uh, No, I, I have. Um, I played it actually when it was more early release, so it was still pretty choppy and stuff at the uh-huh. at the beginning. Uh-huh. But yeah, um, I love that game. Uh, we had a we had one hell of a crew too. Yeah, and the expansions are really good too. That's what I've heard. I've it's been a while since I got back into it, largely because well, I've got no other friends to play it. Um, but yeah, I remember that game. Um, I I was always the I was the aerial miner guy. When I got my bird, I. Uh-huh. I was able to fly up to this one place and just mine to my heart's content. And we, I built a furnace up there so I could smelt it all down to ingots. And then I would load. And then like somebody had one of those, um, Oh, the, the big ass birds, the Quetzals. Yeah. yeah, Where you can like build a platform on them. Uh Yeah. And, um, they would show up and all the stuff I'd smelted, they'd load it up and take it back down to our base. Like we, yeah. we had a thing going. It was awesome. The last time I mined anything in a multiplayer game was Eve Online. Never again. Yeah, I th- that game is either spectacularly monotonous or you no, run no, shoulders stop, with no, no, stop, no, stop right there. <laughs> just stop, stop right there. Because there's there's no or involved. It's it's just end. Just end. Yeah. Um Spreadsheets in space with the toxicity of a freaking uh, YouTube commentary. Oh my God, you're ki- you're not kidding. Um, some of the stuff I have heard that has gone on in Eve Online really shows. Like, you want to talk about you know like the the how toxic gamers can be, and I mean we we've heard that floated around a million times in a million different places. That game is one of the few that I would actually tend to agree with people. There are lots that I don't. You know, a lot of people say, well, this game is full of toxic people. Well, really? I've never seen it. And I've been on that game for, you know, five, six years. I would have seen something by now. Yeah. Um, you want you want toxic? Try no. Rust. Try Rust. No, I, I don't want toxic. Okay. That's why I play Warframe because uh, as soon as somebody gets toxic in that game, the community punts them. Oh, good. Like, like the, the player base does not screw around. I've, I've, I've been on fire team missions with people. Um, someone asked a question and they, and they doubted something. I said, well, actually I just did this and it worked. And they kind of went, Oh, that's cool. Thanks. You know, or, um, you know, I've asked questions online and they've, they said, you know, have you tried this? Have you tried that? Um, give this a shot, you know, try a couple of things here. Uh, it's actually, it's players helping players. And that's what I love about that community. Um, let me, let me, let me backtrack to, to back to arc for a second. Mm-hmm. Little, 
little behind the scenes uh, thing for, sorry, microphone's right there. I forgot. Um, I really don't know, but the number is more than one. The number of times when we've gotten done with a show and we're talking off the air and I end up hearing what the hell are you doing? I'm feeding my dinosaurs. <laughs> well, she just said an open chat that she breathed quetzals, which that's a good thing because those are like, okay. They have yeah. a huge carry weight. And, here, yeah. here, boy. Yeah, they are the B-52s of ARC Survival Evolved. And actually, you're hoping they're not like B-52s, because if you could drop ordnance off those things, all that would be <laughs> below would be um, pooched. Yeah. Like my personal <laughs> favorite, uh, going berry farming with a brontosaurus. Yeah. And then there's like a little, you know, raptor in the waves. The, <laughs> it's like, wow, home run. <laughs> <laughs> There's like, a, there's like a handful of people right now who are just like, dude, yeah. And a bunch mm. of you who are just like, what? Trust uh, me, that was freaking funny. You should be laughing. <laughs> it's always fun to pick up dardos and throw them. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And um, yeah. I always found that funny that um, the Brontos would be used to gather berries, even in the middle of a forest. But if you wanted the wood, you had to go out there with a mammoth. Yeah. Or, okay, okay, you could go out and do it by hand, but your chances of survival were um, somewhere between Jack and shit and Jack left home. Yeah, beavers are pretty good, too. You don't want to mess with them. They're they're badass. Beavers? Yeah. Yeah, I think I was I think those were after I uh I got in or after I got out of it. I think the last thing I saw was the um well they brought in the Godzilla looking thing. The the one that you could just barely control. Oh yeah, I've got some of those. Yeah. They're awesome. Some, some of man, just rub it into the faces of the people who don't know Jack Squat about all this stuff, man. Oh, a Gigantonotosaurus. Giga. <laughs> you got a kaiju. You've got a <laughs> Pretty kaiju. Much. Pretty much. Uh, put, put it this way. I think if Aaron Ross started playing this game, his his uh, brain would start leaking out of his ear. <laughs> and, and have all the things that are wrong with it. <laughs> I, I mean, hey, let, let's go ride a giant scorpion. Yeah. Yeah, we can do but those. Can, go fly. Okay. But when you uh, breed stuff, you also have a chance to get mutations, and and some of them will give it, you know, more melee damage. Some of it will do some funky color, like I don't know, hot pink or something. Yeah. I mean, it's really fun to try to breed them and get mutations. Oh, Ooh, the, the one I love. Have feathers. No, at least not last I checked. Um. Maybe I think the one I remember was you could you could actually give uh, custom paint jobs to your dinosaurs. Yeah, you can you can still do that too. But yeah. the braiding them to get it naturally is really cool. Yeah, but I saw one that was um, actually I, I bought I got a hold of this paint job. Um, I had a tyrannosaurus that was done up like Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> it was a raptor doing that. Uh, no, this was a this was a T Rex uh, paint job that looked like Iron Man, and it was. 
it was kind of god awful, but at the same time, at least they knew it was mine. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like I would get on the server, like, oh, I'm bored. What do I want to do? Do I want to harvest? No, how's our how's our stockpiles? No, we got lots of stuff. Okay. Um yeah, let's just go out and nom a bunch of stuff. So jump on the T-Rex, boom, 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 boom. Oh, look, there's something. Nom. Oh, there's all <laughs> there. Nom. Boom, boom, boom. Nah, uh, nah, it was nah. always fun to sneak it behind new players too and roar at them and scare them. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The first time I played, actually, no, the, the one that got me was I was uh, I was part of a clan, and I get into the the fort for the first time because they actually they they had to escort me there because you know when you get started you're basically naked on the beach. Yeah. Um. So all of a sudden these uh, three dino riders come up to me and like, okay, we're gonna escort you to the camp. I'm like, all right, no problem. And I get there and I'm wandering around and all of a sudden, you know, I hear this, you know, and I turn and well, there's a T-Rex checking me out. (laughs) You know how they they kind of lean down like, hey, how's it going? How you doing? doing?" I'm just like, I'm freaking out here because again, I've been playing for a grand total of 15 minutes. (laughs) I didn't know what to think. (laughs) I was like, am I, am I friend or am I food? That depends. What's the difference? Uh, Um, The difference, the difference is you're still conscious. Conscious. Yeah. No. The, the difference was is later wow, on I, I, I on a, oh god. Yeah. La- later on I took that, that I took that particular dino out for a spin and uh, yeah that was interesting. <laughs> well, let's see. Um, you know the the bugs that you can't see because they're like hidden in the bush. The ants. Yes. Yeah. I hate that. You know, you'll hear the dun 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 music. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I can't see them. I can't see them. They're they're biting me. Okay, I'm just gonna start walking around. Splitch, splitch, splitch. Okay, we squashed all of those. Um, oh, gee, look, there's a dodo. Squash. All right. <laughs> I was like, oh, raptor. Nom. You know. And th- then you go to the. Uh, then you see the Bronto. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Main course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, those were those were fun, but uh, unfortunately. Uh, the group I got in with got involved in a little bit of drama mm. with other players. It was all PVE, but uh, you know, you can, you know, set up pillars to limit how some people can build. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This particular group started getting into that and it just, it spiraled very fast. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons I left is just, it was just too much, um, too much BS going on, and I really didn't want to start over from square one. But I haven't picked that game up in, in a couple of years now. Yeah. But they are getting rid of the uh, pillars, or at least that's what I read, um, to where if you don't have a, a large structure, it will just auto-decay. Hmm, so good. the boring thing is going to go away. Hmm, that's that's going to piss a few people off. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> And we saw, I, I just saw Shujin's link in the, uh, the open chat there about, uh, his, his go-to guilty pleasure, uh, elite dangerous. Yeah. But I, I've already, I've already talked through my stuff. I put the thing for a feed the beast in there, but I'll, I'll mm-hmm. kind of come back around, but tech, I think it's about time that I actually got you for your particular choice of item of fun and decom. I mean, I know it's not alcohol. Right. Not anymore. And even when alcohol was part of the decompression process, it usually was a glass of wine and a good book at the right. end of a long day. And so, so, uh, so these yeah. days, it's uh, it's um, discharging uh, 
ceramic capacitors on your tongue, right? No, nobody uses right. ceramics anymore. Well, anyway, uh, uh, no, I'm just kidding. The, uh, shit ton of them. No, it, it just depends on the day. Like, some days I have a lot going on. By the time I get home, my decompression is hopping into bed and going, Hi, Klaus, pleased to meet you. <laughs> and then uh, other days I actually have some time to myself. And I might uh, I might hop on Steam and play uh, uh, one of my favorite games is Rust. And uh, you do have to kind of pay attention to what servers you're on. Because uh, some of the servers... They house a lot of uh, very aggressive, very salty, very angry thirteen-year-olds uh, who think, "Oh, you know, I'm hiding behind a screen. You know, I can say whatever I want. You know, and really nasty, dirty, horrible things." And they think it's cool because while well, they're thirteen, they haven't learned anything yet. So, uh, like the fact that uh, some people actually know how to trace IPs, for example, or how to find out uh, information based on uh, social engineering. So mm, that's always fun. But there's plenty of servers in Rust where that are new player friendly, that sort of thing. Or instead of playing player versus player, they they kind of encourage player versus environment stuff going on. Um, I'm also into uh, seven days to die, which is a um, zombie survival game. The sandbox is not as big as some other games. Uh, there's actually a border around the sandbox, but it's got a lot of neat game mechanics in terms of construction and um, uh, weaponry. Uh, you actually sh end up learning to pay attention to, okay, well, is my character going to basically thrive on hit and run tactics? Is my character going to be an excellent builder and, and, you know, maybe an armor and things like that. And you do it through not only selecting skills to level up, by actively doing thing, all doing things also levels up your skill without having to spend skill points. So you could quite, I think like the maximum character level is 200, but you're not going to reach that by day seven. That's, that's one of those servers where it's been running for <laughs> months. Um, but uh, with seven days to die, you've got on um, day seven in the game, <laughs> you've got a blood moon. The sky is red. Zombie hordes are running at you, flocking and destroying everything in their path. And you're really hoping, <laughs> did I make everything out of concrete? Or is that still wood? <laughs> or is it just scrap metal? Do I have enough ammo? <laughs> There's a very easy way for dealing with that. Barrels that go boom. cocktails. <laughs> Dig to the bedrock and never leave. Um, unfortunately, uh, they dig now. Well, I know they dig, but they very rarely dig straight down. Right. And it does take them a long time. So depending on how fast they have the game time running in terms of the night cycle, they may never get to you in time to for day seven and to roll into day eight. So it's, it's completely... Uh, it's completely dependent. I've done bunkers underground. I've done bunkers above ground with pits. Uh, literally, a, uh, a, the equivalent of a moat with no water in it. Very deep all the way around. That takes a while to pull off. But if you got a couple pl friends playing and you know, you're know you all on the same page, that's a lot of fun. 
you know, building a fortification to survive a zombie horde that you know when it's coming. Um, so yeah, a bunch of different games. I've been playing Raft, uh, which is a new game. Uh, I was part of the group testing it before it even made the steam. That was fun. Um, basically you wake up, you're on a raft and you're in the middle of the ocean and you have a hook with a rope attached to it. And look, look, there's some floating debris. Best catch it and build stuff to survive with it. Huh. Mm-hmm. Um, they're listening to the, right now they're in the stage where they're still listening to the player base for suggestions. So they just literally like in the last week added a bow and arrow, uh, to your weaponry arsenal, uh, in addition to the spear, uh, fishing pole and hatchet and so on and so forth. And they have some uh, interesting mechanics and I'm, I'm really looking forward to see where they take the game because right now at the stage that it's in, it has a lot of potential. It's really going to depend fully on how much they listen to their players. Like I said, right now they're doing a good job of that. But that, like any game that we've seen, I, I, I think I'm willing to bet any one of us in here can name at least one game where it started off great, where they were listening to the player base and they were making great changes. And then somebody in upper management went, eh, we're not listening to them anymore. We're going to do what we think makes money. Gee, um, Star Wars EA? Battlefront too much? <laughs> or anything by EA in the past two years? Yeah. I haven't bought anything from EA in a very long time. Yeah. You and you and me both, man. You, you, yeah, Dallin. You, 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 yeah. What do I have up here that's by EA Games? Uh, virtually nothing. Yeah. Um. Actually, the last EA games I've purchased were the uh, were the Mass Effect games, and I have uh, a lot of Micropro stuff. None of the uh, none of the Mass Effect games I can actually get to work on my PC anymore, so I've got them for Xbox. Um, actually, um, I want to give a not so much a shell, but I want to mention a uh, a YouTuber. Oh, damn! Yeah, <laughs> is that the video or the game? That's the game. Damn. Which which what? Heavy Metal Fact Two. Wow. Based that, off that actually... based off Heavy Metal Two Thousand, which is the video. Yeah. I have both uh, the original Heavy Metal and Heavy Metal 2000 in the yeah. game. And I'll tell you, the game was fun because that game, I burned a lot of hours on that game. Not because of Julie Strings, but either. Um, with the mouse, the yeah. right mouse button, when you click it, fires your right weapon. Oh, yeah. The left mouse button fires your left mouse button. So when you're dual wielding akimbo Uzis, yeah. and you can literally... The, the targeting system was very intuitive. Yeah. It was a lot of fun to walk around doing that. The yeah. chainsword? <laughs> uh, there was a lot of happy moments in that game. Yeah. But uh, no, I want to give a shout out to a, um, a, a YouTuber, believe it or not, uh, who does uh, fairly decent um, reports on gaming news. Markiplier? Uh, no. No, he's just a goofball, but I love him. Oh, no, yeah. Props to Markiplier. Uh, props to Jacksepticeye, uh, both of whom uh, really made me fall in love with uh, Subnautica, which mm. uh, I haven't played it all the way through yet. I'm, I, I know where I'm at. I'm actually scared to go further because I know I'm going to get my butt kicked. Mm. But, um, no, um, this guy, he, he goes by the name of Yong Yeah. Um, 
he's done a lot of um, a lot of reports on the so-called AAA game market, like EA and um, Bethesda and all the others. Um, basically, trying to you know give you sort of an insider's insider's view of um, you know kind of what's going on in the gaming industry, but in a kind of an unbiased way. Like he he's not basically um, the facts without warping them to serve a purpose yeah i mean yeah if um oh, if he, news like if, if he reports on something you know like uh okay so um ea is now in trouble because of the whole loot box thing right that, uh, that's not an opinion piece that's a fact that well, yeah did get in trouble but then he might throw in a comment like you know these guys are so full of shit but you can tell that's a comment you know that's just his opinion but he's still um reporting the fact that yeah, um, you know, EA is still fighting to keep loot boxes in, claiming it's not gambling, even though there is apparently medical and psychological proof that loot boxes do trigger the same um, chemical uh, reaction that uh, that gambling causes. And the harmful thing about the loot boxes is that it's, uh, last I checked, it was pay only. I bet they also oh. have the whole... Ding 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 ding. Close. Uh, I've seen the loot box sequence in Battlefront Two, and it's uh, yeah, you're not too far away. Um, and again, that's that, that is one thing I love about. Uh, and again, I'm gonna gush about this, but there's one thing I do love about Warframe. There is a thing in it called relics, and these are things you pick up along the way, like on your quests or whatever, they might, it might be a loot drop, but then you can play a special mission with three other people where you go on a relic mission where you get to open these things and inside will be one of, um, perhaps six different things, six or seven different possible things, blueprints, um, other special items, uh, prime blueprints. That's where you get the really good stuff. Now, if you're in a team of four and all four of you select different relics, whatever you open up, you can choose to keep your own or you can get a duplicate of one of the other guys. So let's say someone plays and suddenly they have a, um, a blueprint for a prime warframe, you know, the last piece you need to actually build it, but you got a stick. Well, you can take their, you can actually uh, get a duplicate of their, relic of their reward and they they can still have theirs but like i said you get a copy of it so it's kind of like a nice little um but the, the important thing is that yeah it is a bit of a gamble because there is a bit of random in it but you don't pay for it there, there's no uh, monetary obligation involved yeah um there's something I, I really need to go ahead and do because I'm, I'm realizing that I'm, I'm adding more and more and more links to the show notes for later. And I'm putting them into the live chat also simultaneously. Hmm. We have nothing to do with any of these games where we will never see a cent if you decide to buy any of these or just get demos or whatever. It doesn't do squat for us. We will never know. It's just that this is stuff that we've enjoyed and I'm suddenly realizing... Oh shit! Um, a lot of these are on um, Steam. I should really make that disclaimer right about now. 
because there's there's a lot of there's a lot of great stuff that I threw over in there. Uh, for instance, um, where were some of the uh, Kerbal Space Program has a free demo. Uh, Gog, which is uh, good old games. I have not been through their collection to see what it is that they've got, but I keep hearing that they've got great stuff. Oh yes, they do. I uh, I picked up a copy of Arcanum from them. Yeah, they also have a lot of the uh, the old LucasArts catalog. X-Wing, TIE Fighter, Rebel, or um, X-Wing Alliance, where you get to fly the Falcon. Yeah, remember yeah. all that. Uh, I also threw in there uh, the guys at Humble Bundle who do wonderful work, by the way. They're mm-hmm. great. The idea is, um, here's, a, here's a collection of stuff that's been basically donated. Um, pay what you want, <clears throat> and it's going to charity for the most part. Yeah. And if you pay a little bit extra, you, you got a couple of extra things, but you don't have to. I've I've paid for stuff through them a couple of times, and I love I love to see where they come out with a little thing that says, "Yeah, you know, uh, the Linux community is actually paying uh, about ten percent more than the PC community." <laughs> really, I can't imagine why. You know, there's stuff like that. Uh, what else was over? The, uh, oh, yeah. Um, I. I did put Legends of Equestria in there. The guys have been working steadily on it, trying to make it better without getting a cease and desist letter <laughs> because they could, maybe. But um, I give them this. They're, they're making a pretty solid platform at the moment. So, you know, good on them for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to throw something at you guys and uh, see what you think about it. And... Um, I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to announce what it is. So you guys are going to have to tell the folks that are listening after the fact. Uh how about this? Uh, you don't know, Jack. God one damn the, it. One of the like only reasons I friends. wish I'd kept my Ouya around. Uh I have the complete collection. Yeah. Okay. Uh piece of trivia or useless factoid about my life. Okay, a few years ago, of course, I was rooming with a bunch of people, and we used to have these get-togethers, you know, the the Thanksgiving dinner, the New Year's Eve dinner, and sometimes we just have a video game night. Because, hey, I was rooming with four other furs, and we were all gamers, and why not? Well, let me tell you, when I got that Ouya, I actually purchased, you don't know, Jack, I actually bought the full package of the game for the Ouya. We had Xboxes, we had Playstations, we had... Uh, I think there was even a Sega Saturn or a Dreamcast out there once or twice. But on the big, on the big TV, which was mine, you don't know Jack got played. Now I only had one controller, but the Ouya had an Android app for the phone where you could turn your phone into a controller. So you can have up to four people playing. You don't know Jack. And let me tell you that that game kept us going to like two, three, four o'clock in the morning. Because everybody loved to play it. I miss it. Oh, yeah. And uh, funny enough, I just uh, I just went looking it up because I was going to try to see if I could find um, if the CD information was still available. They got it over on Steam. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. So uh, Steam, by the way, guys, good on you for being able to do this. Yeah. A little creepy at the same time, but uh, whatever. Uh, you know, actually... Steam just recently went through a bit of a controversy not too long ago about uh, what they were going to allow on their platform. 
Um, basically, a lot of people were saying that there were certain games that they found offensive, problematic. Of course, that's a trigger word for a lot of people. And they basically said, you know what? As long as it's not uh, illegal or is determined to be a deliberate troll attempt, um, you want to develop something and put it on Steam? Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll let you do it. It might not be to everyone's taste. It might be a little, um, like I said, it might be a little tasteless. It might be a little uh, out there for some people. But as long as you're not deliberately trolling people for the sake of trolling them and you're not, um, you know, you're still within the bounds of, I guess, everything legal, have at her. And a lot of the people who, you know, want more control over that kind of stuff lost their collective shit. But I say to Steam, good on you. I mean, you're, I would say you're quite possibly the largest game streaming service out there right now. Um, if, if Steam ever collapses, um, it's going to be a global implosion. You know, like try to play a Steam game you've downloaded, but without an internet connection. I don't think it works. Yeah, there, there are some games that, uh, that just doesn't work for. Yeah. yeah. Which is a little annoying at times, but uh, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, let me backtrack to something a, a second, by the way. And uh, Tech, you, you help me out on this one. If I remember right, way back when, like around Windows 95-ish time, wasn't there a uh, an Easter egg that was programmed into Excel that would get you into a very crude flight simulator? Mm. Am I remembering that right? I couldn't tell you. I'd have to Google that because I don't know if that was a rumor back then or if that was a reality. I mean, I know there were Easter eggs in games for stuff, and there were some Easter eggs in programs like little goofy things like something would happen on April Fool's Day or Christmas or so on as Easter, you know, things like that. But as for the flight sim, I don't think I ever had a version that allowed me to do that. So I think it was... Mm, it's my belief that I only assumed it was just made up. No, apparently I, I just I just found it. I was I was just typing while you were talking. Apparently, uh, to the activate most amazing the, thing. Yeah, to activate the flight simulator in Excel ninety seven, follow these steps. Oh, oh my god. god! Step one: Open Microsoft Excel ninety seven. Okay, I know that you have to kind of handhold a lot of people to get to a lot of stuff, but come on. Uh, let's see. Open a new workbook. Press F5. Enter L97 colon X97. Press Enter. Hit Tab once. Press Control Shift while you click the chart wizard icon in the toolbar. To quit, press Escape. Yeah, no, I never did that so i i i heard about it i re i remember about it because it was it was something that ended up in dilbert oh my god <clears throat> yeah the, the boss was supposed to be going on a trip they were they were shuttling him one way somewhere and the the stewardess 
was telling him you got you got to close up your laptop. He's like, no, I got to fly the airplane. It's like, yeah, I, I remember that now. Damn, that's a bad tech flashback I'm having right now. Oh, okay, yeah. So so much for that. That's 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 good. So. That's what we do now. But is but uh, for 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 having fun, for mindless entertainment. And yes, Elite Dangerous is one of those things. I played it on the Amiga way back when, and uh, got it now. And I will be playing Raft with uh, with somebody in the very near future. I've got a I've got a video that I have to finish editing. Damn it! But uh, it's a whole other thing. But um, there's got to be something. I'm, I'm kind of wondering if you guys have also got one of those. It drives me up a wall, but it feels so cathartic afterwards. I mean, that's really my my you know arguing with people on Facebook kind of thing. Yeah, I got I got that. And it's yeah, the driving me up the wall part is um, having to sit down and actually do the initial uh, do the initial work. Uh, I, got- I look, dude. If I could help you do the audio work for us, I would. I'm sorry. That's not it. That's okay. not it. Uh, Tech alluded earlier to something that Amazon does when it comes to writing. And just before we got started on the before the freestyle, there I alluded to something. Um, I wrote a book. Uh, finished it a couple of years ago been working on the sequel, trying to work on the sequel, but I've also been trying to work on remastering and re-editing the book and re-recording it, which is the tough part because actually trying to sit down in front of a computer to, to do that. I don't know. I could, I always seem to make up excuses. I'm a, I'm a terrible procrastinator that, but the, the cathartic part afterwards would be once it's done, I ship it off to a website called scribble which used to be known as patiobooks.com, which oh. was, yeah. I, I remember you talking about that way back. Yeah. But you see, they partnered, they've partnered now with this company called Scribble. And what they'll do for you is your book becomes a free audiobook on the Books site. It becomes a for pay audiobook on audible.com. And it also becomes a for pay downloadable ebook. So you're basically published, you know, with the exception of the dead tree version, uh, you're about as published as you can get. So that's kind of my aspiration largely because, okay, I do know a publisher. As a matter of fact, he's going to be up at uh, Foray this weekend or next weekend, which I'm kind of sad I won't be able to go see, but, um, but he just started uh, last year. Uh, it's called Armored Fox Press, if you ever hear about it. Um, I was thinking of talking to him, but he's largely small print right now. And he probably isn't looking at doing a novel at this point. Anthology, short stories. Sure. But, uh, a full length novel. I don't think he's quite ready yet, but yeah, that's, that's my thing that drives me up the wall is actually sitting here and recording my voice on a microphone and then sitting through doing all the editing because, uh, yeah, I don't fix a lot of stuff on this show and post, but trust me, when I try to get something ready for prime time, 
millisecond by millisecond by millisecond. I am editing the fuck out of what I'm doing. No, I, I, I know what you mean. It's it's kind of a yeah. love-hate relationship with me trying to get my video done. I... Yeah, and like, you know, for every minute you record, you spend two minutes editing. Two minutes. <laughs> yeah, no, I, as, someone, as someone who's done video, I know it's it's 10 minutes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my biggest problem is that, oh, you want to you wanna move that? Okay, we'll move that section. Then you're going to move all the video that goes with it. Now I'm ready for you to go ahead and do the next thing. Oh, fuck. Yep. I've got, I've got eight cores. I've got eight cores at four gigahertz in this computer. Video editing should not be like this. But yeah, I hear you. Gonna do? I hear that, that's why I end up doing all my work stuff at home when it comes to video recording, because my laptop just can't do it. Yeah, I hear that. Tech, what about you? I mean, I, I yeah, I kind of accidentally ended up having you last up before. There's got to be something where you're just like, yeah, I, I need I need to lart somebody. I'm going to feel good when I'm done with it. Uh, my schadenfreude uh, comes from a couple different sources. Uh, one, I kind of like uh, the show Parking Wars. Oh, God. <laughs> I love watching the people who decide that Oh, look, handicapped spot in front of the store. I'm only going to be two minutes. It's going to be okay. When I see them get a ticket, I'm happy. When I see the car booted and towed away, <laughs> I squee. Because my, I, have, I have a member of my family who has a disability. The disability is not um, something that is readily visible. And she had a okay, so sister has good days and bad days. And she never knows what day it's going to be when she wakes up. She doesn't know what day it's going to be until the moment hits. And when parking is supposed to be available, because she has the proper placard and all that other fun stuff, uh, when that moment hits, it's she needs that spot. If she doesn't need the spot, she will typically not park there. But if she's having a bad day and some asshole's parked in there, I've gone out with her on uh, several occasions to on trips to like stores and things like that. And man, it just it really irks me to see somebody parked in a spot who obviously doesn't need it. And I don't mean they forgot to put their sign up. I mean there is a car. In there, there's no placard, no specialized license plate, no sticker, no nothing. The person gets into the car, you know, just walks in like nothing's wrong in the world and drives off. I was like, okay, at that point, since nothing was presented, I mean, literally nothing. Yeah, I'm going to err on that person either A, doesn't have a disability or B, forgot to put their stop, their signage up. Either way, I'm pissed. That's fair enough. I mean, it's a it's a kind of moment where you wish you had like a, a an entourage to come along with you, big beefy Swedish men to come over and just oh, you want us to move the car? We can do that. Just pick up the car and just move it. For well, um, when I moved to, I used to live in Virginia, and when I moved to Virginia, I was still in high school. And when they had a snowstorm hit, there was this young lady 
who had an old Volkswagen VW Bug, right? The old style one. The problem was is where she had parked on the side of the road, she couldn't get any traction to get off and back onto the road again. Yeah. Me and three big guys were walking by and saw that she was having a hard time. Uh, she got out. She was kind of pacing around the car. She looked like she was on the verge of tears. I was like, are you okay? She's like, I can't get the car out. It's stuck. We, we all kind of looked at each other. Uh, yeah, we got this. It's a Volkswagen bug. It's really not that. So we all took a corner of the of the wheel hub, you know, the, the wheel well, because people, you don't realize that, well, car people or people with a Volkswagen bug will realize that the whole thing was metal. You know, it wasn't aluminum. This thing was steel. So you grab any particular part, you're going to move this little tiny car. Well, we all grabbed on, you know, the four corners. We picked it up. We put it out on the road, put it down. <laughs> I was like, I've had it. <laughs> it was hilarious. Um, but as for uh, the other aspect of where I get my Schoiden fraud from, it's actually in the um, one of the subreddits called uh, Malicious Compliance. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Whenever I read a tale about, wait a minute, you want me to do what to the uh, Active Directory? The server hosting Active Directory? Okay, sure. Uh, um, let me get that in writing, please, because here's my rebuttal. Oh, you don't care what I say it's going to do. You still want me to do it? Sure. All right. Um, um, wait a minute. Joe? Yeah, isn't isn't there a legendary list of things that are not supposed to be done for a particular? I believe it was Army guy. I'm trying to remember who who this was supposed to have been. There is a subreddit called Military Stories, by the way. That one's sweet too. Yeah, uh, but but there's there's one there's one list that's specifically for one guy. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Do you remember this? No, I don't remember. Damn it. Uh, is it Rifnuk? Well, Rith, all right. To be to be fair, we do have a separate thing for Rithy, which is rather extensive. But no, no, no. This was like a legit um, in the army kind of thing. That uh, Private Murphy. It could be. It could be Bar- uh, Murphy. Uh, things like um, is is not allowed to have chewing gum in parade formation without bringing enough for everybody. Is not allowed to have any chewing gum, even if he did bring enough for everybody. That's the kind of thing that we're talking about on that list. Um, tech, um, I'm getting nothing. Okay, tech. That that sounds like the kind of thing you're talking about. So, um, yeah, with, with malicious compliance, it's it can be stories can originate from any kind of uh, place. It can be from work. It could be some of them are from people's childhood, like because kids. Malicious malicious compliance doesn't tend to always be malicious. It's just a way of nature of, of children and how they think. But uh, some of them can be very malicious, uh, especially when it comes down to like school systems and teachers. Because uh, I had some great teachers, and I had some people who I questioned why they were in the teaching industry in the first place. Um, there are stories of military malicious compliance, and I have learned by reading some of the stuff and going into the military stories uh, subreddit and conferring with some of my people on the, the base here. 
there is no such the, the 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 peak of malicious compliance is military malicious compliance and uh, i got to when i was bringing it up with some of the guys on base uh and gals i got to hear some great stuff that i never even hoped to read online it it it, it warms the cockles of my heart to know when somebody is in a position of authority who decides that they are a know-it-all, that they know everything, and they are proven horribly, horribly wrong. But I they were given the chance to not have it go down like that. That's the kicker. The kicker is, is that you have these people in these positions. Maybe you have somebody in this uh, the CTO position, this chief technology officer of a company, it's usually the person in charge of doing purchasing for your infrastructure and things like that. Uh, maybe they're in charge of policies regarding passwords, things like that. Ultimately, they have the ultimate say, basically. While they may not be coding the group policy objects and, and everything else, they're the ones who are creating the policies and procedures uh, that everybody else has to follow. Not always the case. Again, it, it varies from company to company. Um, so maybe you get a CTO who has a great background in acquiring technology, right? So they know the difference between a RAID controller and a SCSI drive. Two different kinds of objects, but they tend they can coincide depending on your needs, right? You might have an array of SCSI drives. Uh, I prefer the the the, uh, the serial ATA stuff, but you know everybody's different. Um, so while they may be very savvy in that technical aspect, they may not know, really know too much about networks. So they don't understand why they should buy the $5,000 router over the $500 router. And because of that, they're not listening to their server administrator and they're only buying the $500 router and all the things that they're supposed to be doing are going to hell. They were warned. And when you have a paper trail, the buck stops depending on the paper trail. Oh, the paper trails are so much fun. Yes, and this they all, are. And, and this is where it all stems from. Um, people who have watched the show have heard us say before, rule number one of IT, the written rule, number one. Uh, there's an unwritten number one and a written number one. Written number one is document, document, document. Yep. Thank you, Fujin. Yep. And... Um, That'll save your butt. I don't care what industry you're in. True. If somebody's, if you are in a position that something has to be done, um, you know that trying to accomplish it in a particular way or, 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 or that to attempt to even do it could be hazardous in some way, shape, or form, whether it's life-threatening or not. Document uh, the issue and bring it to your superiors. Because uh, uh, let's say it's not life-threatening. Let's say it's just a uh, server, and if it goes down, everybody loses their email for an hour, right? Uh, which does happen. Um, you point out, hey, if we do this, we're going to lose email connectivity for an hour. And they say, go ahead. And it's like, okay, just send me a reply to the email um, saying go ahead or sign off on this that you want me to do it anyway. Get it in writing. Get things in writing. Um, if you're in an environment like retail where they're just telling you stuff word of mouth, 
have witnesses, you know, grab a buddy. It's like, Hey, you know, we were both looking at this job that you're, you want me to do. And I was getting their opinion and we both agree that this is dangerous and shouldn't be done uh, without such and such safety equipment. Do you have, have access to it or whatever? They say, no, just get it done. You, you just got a witness of your boss telling you, Hey, look, we know you're going to get hurt. We don't care. Because that comes and bites them back in the end. And so, yes, all that fun stuff, that, that's where my Schroeden fraud comes from. Fair enough. Uh, we got to, uh, we're hitting up at the top of the hour. So uh, I'm going to see about uh, killing us real quick. Uh, I've got one item that uh, I, I found the list in question. I'm, I'm going to uh, make reference to that. Uh, was there, at this point, was there, was there any, any, else that had something else that they wanted to go ahead and say yeah this drives me up a wall but i get so cathartic as a, as a real quick item mm, something cathartic no you you've already been talking you're off the you're off the table yeah i know <laughs> all right well if, enough okay well then uh let me go ahead and uh, since i put the li- uh since i put the link over the live chat anyway the item i was thinking of was Skippy's list. I know that the bastard operator from hell has got to have his own list somewhere. I did not go looking for it. Maybe I will, but Skippy's list is from the military. And I'm expecting that I should end up hearing the microphone unmute from Bridget so that she can laugh on this too. Because one of the items that I want you guys to appreciate the military folks are going to appreciate this one, not not civvies. If one soldier has a second lieutenant bar on his uniform, and I have an E4 on mine, it means he outranks me. It does not mean I have been promoted three more times than you. <laughs> yeah, I thought that uh, I thought that you'd appreciate that one. Um, I am not authorized to prescribe any form of medication. It's always a good one. Uh, let's see. Teddy bear, teddy bear, turn around is not a cadence. <laughs> for, for those of you that know about marching, that's, that's, uh, let's see. Must not refer to first sergeant as mom. <laughs> Must not refer to, us to though. Must not refer to the commander as dad. <laughs> Inflatable sheep do not need to be displayed during a room inspection. No. Why not? Vod- I, there's no context associated with them. Vodka, green food coloring, and a cool mint Listerine bottle is not a good combination. i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna go with that one and deep breath deep breath okay there is absolutely no need to emulate the people from full monty every time i hear the song hot stuff (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs>
And last item. Again, military folks are going to appreciate this more. People who are in some kind of authority system will figure this one out. Okay. Um, all right. Two of them, then. The first one is the Microsoft dancing paperclip is not authorized to countermand any orders. <laughs> I like and, that. And I read this one immediately afterwards, and it's just like, yeah, this is the one I want to finish it off with. Quote, I'm drunk is a bad answer to any question posed by my commander. Yep. Yeah, I can I can understand that one. That that pretty well goes for uh, that pretty well goes for uh, for any of it. Uh, all of the stuff that we've been talking about tonight, as far as to games and this website and all this stuff, is going to be linked in the show notes. Feel free to have fun with that. It will be all over the place, and uh, I hope that you enjoy yourself. <laughs> oh God, I'm sorry. I just I just scrolled. I just did a, just a casual scroll through, and. I've got I've I've got a gap like this big on my screen where I can see this stuff, and I, I I really I'm gonna have a hard time not reading through this whole damn thing. The proper way to report to my commander is Specialist Schwartz reporting as ordered, sir. Not you can't prove a thing. <laughs> that's, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a bad write-up right there, man. That's gonna be a bad write-up. Uh, I'm gonna have all kinds of fun going through this list. We we better get out of here before I start reading through the rest of it. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna leave I'm gonna leave the scroll button aside and not press the scroll button at all so I don't go tempting the fates right about now. So everybody, thank you very much for being with us. Hope that you had yourself a fun time. I know this was not exactly our usual fare. That's the point. <laughs> oh, God, we it just this this is too damn much. Um, and um, on behalf of all of us, to all of you, with all the shit that's been flying around, the the burnout on the news that's been happening. Yeah, we get it. We understand, and that's kind of the reason why I decided to do this tonight. Yeah. We're with you. Believe me, we're with you. Yeah. Yeah. And if there's uh, if there's one thing that we can say collectively, at least the digital border has not been closed between us and Calgary at this point. So thank you, Dallin, for sticking it out with us at this point. You know, you turn on, well, in, in particular, you turn on like a uh, a cable news network like CNN or NBC or even Fox News. And if you're dumb enough like me to watch a little bit too much YouTube of the wrong genres. You might think the world is a bad place. Like honestly, um, all of 2017, I didn't travel. And for a job where I'm supposed to travel, that was a bit of a hit, Sorry, but instead I just got fed, you know, one video after another of this, that, and the other thing. And it got to the point where I almost didn't want to come back down. Because I don't think I was going to like what I found. But, you know, and I mean, Joey actually kind of, uh, he mentioned this a lot when he was touring over in Afghanistan. You know, us us as lay people over here, we think it's, you know, the place is just, you know, terrible. And if you're, if you're considered to be an American, you're automatically a target. But yet, you know, Joey, for all the stuff, you, you met some good people. 
Oh, yeah. I would and, say, mm-hmm. uh, look, this is something that I've stated before. Yeah. You look, ar- look around you, if you're an American or Canadian or whatever, just look around you. Look at your basic you know, demographic of the population around you. Because guess what? It's exactly the same over there. They have slightly yeah. different traditions. Who doesn't? Yeah. But, you know, if you're going to look for the number of bad people, mm-hmm. guess what? It's the same wherever you go. It's just yeah. a matter of who has access to what. It's a little easier to uh, get automatic weapons when there's no ATF to regulate them. Yeah, but but my point is, you know, until you're in the thick of it, you don't really know. Yeah. And for a lot of people, you know, who are, you know, who don't move around much, who maybe are kind of stuck in their basement or stuck wherever in front of a computer all the time. And their only exposure to the outside world is what they see on, on TV and stuff. Yeah. It can be a scary thing. And finding a way to blow off steam, like we talked about here, uh, video games, cathartic moments of uh, messing with people on Facebook or, you know, reading stories of what, what did you call it? A compulsive, compulsive compliance. Um, you know, stuff like that. I guess what I'm saying is just get out there and live a little because what you'll find is, yeah, a lot of things do suck, but I would guarantee you for the most part, if you were to open up your door, take a look outside in your immediate field division, maybe take a walk to that corner store to get a drink. You might find it's not as bad as you might think, or as you might've originally thought it was. Yeah, my corner store is about five miles away. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Um, well, you know, throw on two or three uh, audio episodes of this thing and uh, you'll do fine. Yeah. How about I just go in the kitchen and just drink right there? Let's do it the easy way. Anyway. <sighs> Th- we thank ad- you for completely defeating the purpose of what I just said. No, nah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, man. It's, <laughs> I don't want to go. I don't want to go walking up and down the hills. It's, 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 lo- anyway. Does anybody else have a problem with my little plan no. of marching up and down the square? Uh, a square that goes up and down is cute. Never mind. We'll deal with that later. Okay. Everybody, you sure. Thank you very much for joining <laughs> us tonight. You all have yourselves a great time, and uh, I hope that you had yourselves a, a fun time. And uh, Trippin and uh, Stephanie, thank you guys. I'm, I'm glad you guys had fun time. Uh, tech. Thank you, man. You uh, you you have yourself a, a great morning because uh, I'm figuring you're gonna get yourself back to sleep very shortly. Yeah, I'm tired. And by the way, to all the fathers out there, happy Father's Day. About to say as much as Mo. Thanks, man. Joey, I'm glad you were able to make it, man. You take good care of yourself. You get some. You get some rest eventually, eh? Well, I'm fairly rested up now. I passed out this afternoon after laying down flooring. Mm. Ah yes. So um so tell me after after uh after um inhaling all of those fumes, uh how many eyeballs does Tiamat the Dragon have in the backside of that vehicle? You know, not many fumes today, mostly just sawdust. I did, however, th- there was a point at which I had to uh use my drill with a cutting tool on it to uh, finish the uh, 
cutting process because you know eight by four foot uh plywood boards take a while to go through with a handsaw okay um but you know all i had were two uh metal cutting discs and um yeah they're both gone they're you know what i i, I don't think I, yeah no I, I i get that part i get that part i they're heat tempered and they cut via friction and friction with wood is a bit tougher than with metal gotcha well in that case um uh enjoy your rest when you get to it again i guess I take what I can get. Fair enough. Bridget, thank you very much for your time. You have yourself a good rest of your weekend as well. Thank you. <laughs> I guess I need to plug my uh, blog. You think? Yeah. I uh, can find my blog at bridgetfitch2112.wordpress.com or you can find me on Facebook under Bridget Fitch. Thank you very much. Uh, and of course, for those of you that might be interested for uh, Joseph's work over there in France, uh, you can find his stuff over at, where is it? Yeah, I've got it linked over there. Oh, hell, that's too damn long. You know what? Screw it. Just go over to the show notes. You can find it. <laughs> for, uh, for Heretic Woman, of course, for all of her stuff, they should be having a show next. Not next. Um, tomorrow, which is Monday. It, we haven't gotten to sleep yet, so to me it's not tomorrow. Whatever. Uh, you can find that all, all their information over at beyondthetrailerpark.com uh, over on Facebook also. Uh, AOA BTTP. Long story about that. <laughs> and of course, you can check out fullquranic.com for all the other stuff that she does over there. And Dallin, man. <sighs> Thank you for all the stuff that you end up doing. Yeah, and I'm glad to be back after a couple of weeks. Welcome back. Yeah, well, um, I do have the content. Uh, I'm just putting the final touches on it. Uh, soon to be updating the audio version of this show over at holycrapthevlogcast.com. Yeah, I know it's fallen behind a little bit. I no, no, no. I'm just thinking to myself. That. Final touches, dude. The, the uh, you need to put like a pop and crackle filter on me. That's about it. Right, which takes a while. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, got the, you know we got huge and the rice crispy over here. Well, with all right, with with. To be fair, the problem is with my Linux setup. I know, I know. My intention over the summer is to completely redo the OS from scratch and see if I can get everything working better. Yeah. I hope. But anyway. Well, in any case, yeah. So there's that. Um, and then for other consciousness streams, you can catch me over at uh, inthewind.yo5.ca. All the stuff that uh, Dallas putting together is for all of you that want to listen to the audio only version. You can take a swing over to holycrapthevlogcast.com and the RSS feed is over on the left-hand side. There's a little orange symbol. Click on that. Not the, not the word for podcast because WordPress is stupid that way. I don't, I've never understood that. It's weird anyway. But of course, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail message, you can go ahead and do that at 
859-HCTV-554, 859-428-8554. All of our social media links are available over at the website as well. And as was mentioned earlier, if you want to go ahead and drop a little bit of money, patreon.com slash HCTV, because I got lucky that way and got that one. And for those of you that have been helping out, no matter how, no matter how small, no matter what it's been for me, for the ride for Roswell, thank you. Really, really do appreciate it, whether it's dollars or just encouragement. It really means a lot. So we're going to go ahead and get out of here. You all take very good care of yourselves. As always, I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. Happy Father's Day. Please do not forget, it is still Pride Month. Encourage and help everybody where you can, huh? And of course, as always, my lady, 13 years on, I'm still in love. Matane Fujin. I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Until the next time we get together, everyone, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment on the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Google Plus pages. Theme music provided by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. On behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.